church tonight, we're going to continue in our series of power for the powerless. And tonight, power in carrying our cross. And I tell you, I believe that God, through the messages and through the places He has had us in these months, I believe with all my heart it's an equipping for the days to come. And I know people may think that's crazy and may sound like nonsense to some, but I believe with all my heart He's equipping us. He's equipping us, and I I don't mean to sound down or depressing or anything else, but I can tell you this, there's a darkness around us, folks. There's a great darkness around us. And the devil is trying to do all he can to discourage the people of God. He's doing all that he can to try to discourage the people of God. He'd make nothing more than Brother Bill Church's to stay closed. He'd love that. He'd love for people not to fellowship and be able to meet and be together. But can I tell you, in the midst of the darkness we face, I tell you, the child of God has got to shine brighter, folks. The child of God has got to shine brighter. And here's the good news tonight. The child of God can shine brighter. You see, because, listen, we're not the light. Jesus Christ is the light. (laughs) And I can tell you the... The same, uh, the same that was accomplished on the cross is the same being accomplished today and can be accomplished today. How many of there's power in the cross? Just as there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. I said Sunday night, I made mention of that and I was going to mention it tonight. One drop of uh, Jesus' blood has more value. Y'all heard me Sunday night. More value than heaven and earth put together. And can I tell you, that cross and what Jesus accomplished on that cross, it means an awful lot to us, folks. If it don't mean an awful lot to you, you are to examine what took place there. Can I tell you, there's no other way by the work that was taking place on the cross by our Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 9 tonight, we're going to move right on in. Verse number 22 is we're going we're to pick up. and Here is Jesus. Talking with the disciples. It says here in verse 22, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. When he shall come into his own glory and his fathers and of the holy angels, but I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death, till they see the kingdom of God. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for this time together. God, I thank you that, God, I don't have to wonder if you're listening, God, if you're hearing, and God, if you care, but God, I know by the truth of your word, you hear it all. And so I give you thanks and praise. God, I ask now that we've opened your word. God, I pray you bless the reading of your word. 
God, that you open up our hearts, God, and encourage us tonight. God, we got a lot of people hurting, a lot of, God, you know a lot of people hurting. God, a lot of people, God, depressed, a lot of people, God, don't know what to do. God, I pray you encourage them in a mighty way, God, to take up their cross and follow you. God, I ask you to bless now as only you can. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Power, power in carrying the cross. I tell you today, uh, Christ is looking for the, the saved, the surrendered, and He's ready for them to be sanctified. <laughs> and I tell you, the more that we draw closer to Christ, uh, the more that light is going to shine. I said our light needs to get brighter. How many of you know our light needs to get brighter? Amen, it does. And I wonder, what do people see when they see us? What kind of light do they see when they see us? I tell you, I don't believe that it's God's intention for them to see a, a half-hearted light. I don't believe God's calling for us to be half-hearted lights. He's not calling us to try to dim our light. He's not calling us to try to escape the things going on around us. How many of you know tonight? It ought to be the child of God that's on the front line. Amen. It ought to be the child of God on the front line. It ought to be the child of God that's, hey, uh, surrendering their life even more so to Christ. You say, how, more, how much more can I be surrendered, preacher, to Christ than I already am? Well, I ask you this. Examine your life. Examine every aspect of your life. And I'm not telling you you can't have enjoyment and pleasure and all these things. Don't, don't take me out of context. But what I'm telling you tonight is, is what he was trying to tell them. He's got to be first. He's got to be first. You know, we, he, he cannot be on the back burner. He cannot be second place. We can't expect the world, hey, to want Jesus Christ, whom the church and the people of God think is of second place or third. Who would want to ask you about Christ? Who'd want to ask you what you've got inside of you? I wonder tonight, when's the last time somebody asked you what was different about you? We're living in a dark world. <laughs> if we're truly shining brighter, there ought to be those wanting what we've got. And I'm afraid many times we don't get outside our own circle for them to even see it. You see, that hits home for me. <laughs> Let's think about that tonight. Let's think about the cost that was given on the cross. But you see, many people don't want to talk about the cross. Because the cross is an offense. It's an offense. When you and I really consider the cross, and we really consider everything that took place on the cross, it ought to be an offense. It ought to get us stirred up. We ought not like it. And what am I getting at, folks? It ought to drive us to want to be better for Christ. I, I, don't, I don't know how close you are to God. I don't know your situation with Christ. But I can tell you this, in these darker days, it's going to take a closer walk with Him. Yes, it's going to take more of Jesus and less of us. Less of self. You think he was just telling the disciples this? What, what does he say? And he said to them all. He said to them all. And folks, tonight, that's just as relevant for you and I tonight. 
You can lump us right in there with that all. And we ought to be, we truly ought to be challenged when we think about the cross, when we think about what was done upon the cross, what He offered up, what He gave. When we think about what the cross represents to so many. You know, the cross isn't a pretty picture. Let's get uncomfortable tonight. We are too sometimes. What does the cross represent? I mean, the cross wasn't just to kill somebody on. It was to torture somebody on. I mean, when you really think about it tonight, to think that our Jesus was tormented on the cross. We don't want to look at it like that. He was tormented before He got to the cross. The shame that He endured. You think about that tonight. The shame for you and I. For you and I. What He went through for us. And to know that as He was on the cross, He experienced God's greatest judgment of wrath. And you say tonight, there's no way. What are you talking about? He experienced God's greatest judgment of wrath. Folks, he had to turn his back on his son. Do you understand? And I, there's nothing possibly worse that could take place than being separated from God. Do you, do you realize that tonight? But yet, on the cross, that's what took place. I mean, for him to cry out, why have you forsaken me? My God. Why have you forsaken me? I tell you what. And to think tonight that you and I that are saved. I mean truly born again and saved tonight. We don't have to worry about separation from God. Yes we can get out of fellowship with God. And that's bad enough. And we are not want to be there. You sure ain't going to have a very bright light. With, with, with sin in your life separating you from God. And fellowship. But to know that there'll never be a day. There'll never be a day that I'll be totally separated from God. We think about what Christ did upon the cross. And you say, what does that have to do with me taking up my cross? Because folks, what does he say to them? <laughs> now, you know, now they've still got that, those disciples still have that mentality that there's going to be an earthly kingdom. You know, it's hard to get that out of their mind because they're going off of what they have seen and touched and felt and experienced. And so they're looking for that earthly kingdom. I mean, even still. But what does he say? Well, I mean, what does he say in 22? Hey, that I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. But then I'm going to be raised on the third day. And then what does he do? He goes in to tell them. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And I'm afraid today that many, that's where it stops. Denying ourselves. Denying ourselves. And you say, preacher, tonight, what, is, what good is that going to be for the person who is feeling like they're ready to commit suicide? And preacher, what, well, how is that going to help the person who's battling depression or the person who may be dying tonight? How is that going to help them? Because when, folks, we come to the end of ourselves, 
Hear me tonight. When we come to the end of ourselves, that's when we can get help. When we, when we truly deny ourselves, that's when we can actually see God for who He is. That's when we can really experience the love of Jesus Christ. So tonight, listen, I don't say it in a negative light. When I say, deny yourself. No, I'm saying, go ahead, come to the end. See Christ for who He is. Get you out of the way. You see, it's when we're in the way that we can't get help. And how many times are we in the way of, of us getting help from the Lord? Why? Because we're so consumed. Hear me tonight. Even the person in deep depression tonight, and if you're here, you're online, you're watching, listen, if you're in deep depression tonight, believe it or not, you need to deny yourself. Because tonight, that's what you're thinking of yourself. sooner you deny yourself, what's at that moment you can pick up your cross. Take up your cross and follow Him. Now when He says, take up your cross, what is He talking about? He's talking about exactly the things He had to go through. So what are we talking about tonight? Well, what does He say in verse 22? Suffer many things. Be rejected. Can I tell you, child of God, if you're not suffering many things and being rejected, I'm wondering why not? Wait a minute. That's not what I'm looking for. Wait a minute now. I'm not looking for to be rejected. I'm not looking to suffer. But can I tell you, when God's in control of our lives, listen, and He's using us and we're denying our... Listen, we're denying ourselves. You do realize that's moving you out of the way and totally focused on Christ. And when that's happening... Listen, you don't have to wonder if you're in the will of God. You are in the will of God. Hear me tonight. When your focus is on Christ, when you're following Him every step of the way, that's being in the will of God. And when you're in the will of God, what happened to Christ is going to happen to you. You're going to be rejected. You're going to suffer. You're going to go through things that you don't want to go through. You're going to be ridiculed. Hey, listen, there's going to be circles you're not going to be welcomed in. Thank God. Going to be people who shun you. And you don't think in this day and time that the Christian isn't portrayed in a very dark light? Sure they are. And, and there's so many tonight that are scared to speak up. They're scared to speak out. Well, preacher, I don't want to be labeled a bigot or I don't want to be labeled uh, a racist. And I don't want to be labeled all these things. Because, you know, as soon as you do, there it goes. But what does he say? Does he say to worry about those things? No, he says, they're going to happen. They're going to happen. And as the days get darker, guess what? They're going to happen. And he's not looking for people to crawl under the bed or even crawl under the pew and hide. No, he's calling Christians to stand up, to speak out, to take up your cross and not be ashamed of it. But rejoice in it. Turn over to Hebrews 12 too. Turn over to Hebrews 12 too. What does he say in Hebrews 12 too? What, what does the Word of God say? Everybody knows the first part of this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, the joy, you're not misreading that, the joy, catch that, 
who for the joy that was set before him, set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. And of course we know now he is set down at the right hand, the throne of God. What does he say? Who for the joy, for the joy. And what does that say in Hebrews 12 too? What is being, what is being displayed here is that he took joy in what was happening. And you say, how in the world, and I'm, I'm going to suffer and be ridiculed, and I'm going to have to go through a tough time if I speak out. And hear me, you don't have to speak out. You don't have to stand up for Christ. Huh? You have a choice. But in one way we're in His will, and the other way we're not. Folks, He hadn't called us to be on the sideline. But what does He say? For the joy. For the joy. What am I saying tonight? You know what He was saying to shame? Shame, you look pretty big, but you're not strong enough. No, I've still got joy enduring the cross. You know why? Because he wasn't looking at the cross. He wasn't looking at what he would go through. He was looking at you and I. He was looking at you and I, folks. Boy, it wasn't. Listen, yes, it was about the cross and what would take place and the finished work, but it was you and I on the heart of Jesus Christ. Think about that. And that's why tonight, whether you're facing depression, hey, whether you're facing, uh, you're ready to commit suicide tonight, listen, or you're dying on your deathbed tonight, listen, none of us know the moment we're going to pass. But no matter what you face, even for those, listen, tonight, that are being beaten, abused, hear me tonight, the joy of the Lord, you can have it. You say, preacher, it is crazy to think that you can go through those things and have the joy of the Lord. Listen to me, what does he say? The joy, the joy. And you and I, if you've got Christ living inside of you, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of you. Yes, it may seem heavy. Yes, it may seem hard. But you know what we have to do? We have to take our eyes off of our situation. We have to take our eyes off of our circumstance. And we have to see Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, you can know in no way, in no way, focus your eyes on your situation and your circumstance and keep your eyes on Christ. It'll never happen, folks. They're on one or the other. They're on one or the other. Your heart is going to be set on one or the other. I wonder tonight, why in the world do we play games with God? <laughs> Hear me. We'll play games with God and we'll give Him a half heart. We'll play games with, we'll be on, hey, we'll be on for a little while and then we'll just go on a break. Can I ask you this? When does God ever call us to go on a break? Yeah, I'm taking a spiritual break right now. I'm going to go enjoy the world a little bit. No, you'll never find that in Scripture. And I'll ask you this, if, that, if, you can, if you can honestly do that with a heart, listen, if you can honestly do that with your heart, you need to check your salvation. Check your salvation. And check where you are with God. If we're not experiencing the joy, it's because we're not experiencing the joy. Power carrying our cross. You might, you might say, well, what does that have to do with the power? Because we need power today. Because we need power today. 
We need unction today. I tell you, <laughs> listen, I've preached it. Boy, I, listen, we've got a lot of spineless people running around. I'll be honest with you. Scared to death what the world's going to say about them. Folks, we've got to take a stand. We've got to stand up for the things of God. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? You think the world is going to rise up and give God praise and honor and glory? You're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. No, the days continue to get darker. We've got to get brighter. We've got to get brighter. And What is he looking for in these last days for us to rise up? Think about this tonight is back in Luke. In Luke chapter 9. And he said to them all in verse 23. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. I absolutely love the way Luke writes this. And I know it's under the inspiration of God, so nobody get beside yourself. But what does he say? Take up his cross daily. What did I just say? God didn't call us to take a break. God does not call us to take a break. It is daily living for the Lord. It's daily asking Him to use us, folks. And listen, no matter what group comes along or what organization or anything else, and I'm not calling anybody out, so don't get any bright ideas, but what I am saying to this, there's going to be a constant turn of them all. We're in dark days. But no matter how many of them come along, or who comes along, or what comes along, or what said that we can do or not do, or whatever, listen, obey, obey God. Just obey God and do what God tells you to do. I tell you, do we trust that God will take care of us? Do we trust that if we take a stand, you say, preacher, but look at what happened to Stephen in the Word of God. I mean, he was executed. Yeah, you know what? It might come to execution for us. It's quiet in here. <laughs> Ain't nobody waving that flag, do they? I wonder how much you love the Lord. I'm asking you. This is a question for all of us. We need to examine our hearts and ask ourselves how much we really love God. What extent we're willing to go to suffer for Christ. Because really we're not suffering. Folks, it's not about here. It's about heaven. It's about glory. It's about what's to come. That's a radical thought. Well, if, if it's a radical thought, let it be a radical thought. I'm in love with the Lord. Amen. I ask you, are you in love with the Lord tonight? Is He your everything? Do you honestly know that when you, listen, when you die, and if the Lord tarries you going to die, that you're going to heaven? So many people worried about death. Hey, you cannot take up your cross daily, scared to death of, of eternity. You need assurance. You need assurance that you're saved. You need assurance that you belong to God. Assurance that when you pass, you're going to heaven. You cannot take up your cross daily like that. And folks, if you don't take a stand, you're going to fall all across. Listen, and there's places all along. You, listen, and I... I'm not, I'm not picking on a particular church or churches or anything else, but look around. There are so many already that have given in to what the world wants them to do. I'll be honest with you, it disgusts me. Giving in to what the world... Listen, there are so many, there are so many organizations telling the church what they are to believe. 
There's so many organizations telling the church what they are to preach, what they are to teach, what they are to do. I mean, there's denominations following it. What am I, what am I saying? We cannot do those things. Not an expect to please God. Not accept it. That's not taking a stand. That's not picking up your cross daily. Now, you know what that is? That's following the crowd. That's following the crowd. And God never called us to follow the crowd. He called us to follow Him. I ask you tonight, how in the world can we expect the blessings of God if we're not going to follow Him? We can't. They won't come. They won't come. And that's why so many are empty. That's why so many are dead. That's why so many are in wanting. They're without because they don't have Him. Think about it tonight. Verse 23 and moving on to 24. I'm going to read the rest of this out. Verse 24. For whoever, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. say, I don't want to give my everything to God. Well, you'll end up with what you've got. Can I tell you, these people that's got the world's riches, they don't want for anything on this earth. But they're as spiritually as empty as can be. Hear me. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? You know, it's a question at salvation of whether if someone receives Christ, they choose heaven over hell. But i got to tell you, when somebody makes that decision for heaven, the question then has got to be asked, is it heaven or earth? Is it heaven or earth? And I believe as the body of Christ, that's what we have to ask ourselves. Yes, on a Wednesday night prayer meeting and Bible study, I believe we have to ask ourselves, is it heaven or earth? Are we truly seeking the things of God or are we seeking the things of man? Why do you think people don't desire the Word of God like they used to? (laughs) Why do you think they don't talk to God like they used to? And that's whether they're in the church, out of the church, online tonight. It doesn't really matter. I believe it applies to more of us than doesn't apply to us. Amen? Well, that's the truth whether we admit it or not. What is our life goal? Is it to please God or enjoy the things of this world? I tell you, because as it gets darker, folks, there's going to be a lot of people fade away. I'll be honest, I truly believe that with all of my heart. And I'm not proud. Listen, I'm not proud to say that. I don't take joy in saying that. But there is, I mean, we're told in the Word of God there'd be a great falling away. And men are going to choose, and it's going to get harder. It's going to get harder because there's going to be ridicule for standing up for the things of God. You don't think there's people today who are angry to death that we don't agree with homosexuality. That's just one sin. Hey, people that, that uh, that don't agree with adultery and idolatry, that we don't agree with that. There's people that hate us for that. Don't think that there's not. And don't think that they wouldn't love for a second to come into the church. 
I'm reading, a, I'm reading a book right now and it's so eye-opening to me because there's those with false religions working their way into the modern day church to change the church. And they're coming in under the premise of love because, I mean, God does love everybody, right? Sure He does, but He says what's wrong and right. God defines that, folks. I don't define that and you don't define that. God has already defined that. But they're working their way into the church to change the church. And can I tell you, as the church changes, there's no power in the church. There's no power in the church. God will not stand for it. God will not be present for it. He will leave. And I don't know about you. <laughs> I ain't going to see him leave, y'all. <laughs> no, the Holy Spirit of God is welcome here. <laughs> he is welcome here because we're going to stand. We're going to stand. But that stand just can't happen, listen, when we get together corporately. Because it's easy for us all to agree and you hoopla and amen, isn't it? I mean, that's real easy because we all love the Lord and we're all in agreements. But what happens when we walk out of those doors and we go back to our individual homes? And then it's personal. Then it's personal. What does our life look like before God? does it look like we're honestly taking up our cross and following Him? I want to ask you tonight just to examine your heart. Because verse 26 is real and a lot of people need to realize it. So I'm going to read it. I pray you'll, you'll read it as well. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory. And in his fathers and of the holy angels. There are honestly people who call themselves believers today who are scared to death to share the gospel because they're scared of what people are going to think about them. They're scared to death of what co workers are going to say, what their Facebook friends are going to post about them if they find out they don't agree with them. And the list goes on. But folks, I don't take verse 26 lightly. Hear me tonight. If we're ashamed of Him, He will be ashamed of us. He will be ashamed of us. And what a tragic day that would be. But you know the sad part is, it ain't just a tragic day then, it's a tragic day now. Because we're missing out on God's best. We're missing out on God's best if we're found right there in verse 26. So I don't know where your heart is with the Lord tonight. But I know this. The key to power is simple. It's being plugged in. It's being plugged in. And you know that plugged in is between you and I. And our relationship with the Lord. Your relationship with Him. My relationship with Him. Everybody's individual relationship with the Lord. That's where it lies. I said when we opened up tonight that I believe God is preparing us for things we're going to have to face. And I believe that with my whole heart. 
and I'm not gloom and doom and all this, and I know it may sound like that, but I'm not. Even through coronavirus, even through rioting and all that mess and whatever has gone on, I don't know, I tried to quit watching everything. But through all that, we've seen the hand of God. We've seen Him increase the church. We've seen people come. We've seen people get saved. I've seen people's lives changed right there in my study next door. So God is moving. Don't think I'm gloom and doom. But what I am saying is that the days out there in the world are not going to get brighter. They're going to get darker. And it's going to be up to every child of God to be close to God. To be close to God. And i got to tell you, there's going to be a day when there's not going to be a day for playing games. There's just simply not going to be a day left for playing games. We say we're a Christian nation. How many Christians are left? True born-again believers. I tell you, we need help, folks. We need help. And it's only going to come from the Lord. I'm going to ask you to seek the Lord tonight and simply do business with Him. You know, I thank God we even have the opportunity and the calling to take up our cross, to deny ourselves. When you think about that, truly think about that, what a blessing that is for you and I. So I'm going to ask you where you are tonight. Of course, this altar is always open. I just want to simply ask you to do business with God. Honestly with Him, where's your relationship with Him? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank You. God, I thank You for this day. And God, I thank You for God. It's how it just... God seems, and I know, God, you're preparing us for days ahead, Lord. I know you prepare us for each and every day. And God, the truth and the fact that your word is alive and living. God, applicable to this very moment. Lord, I thank you and praise you. God, I thank you that you even do call us to deny ourselves and to take up our cross. God, that you do call us to follow you. God, I thank you that I can follow you, Lord. God, that, God, that you're still in the saving business. And God, you saved me. And God, you saved so many in the sanctuary tonight, God. God, I give you thanks and praise. God, I know you are still doing great and mighty things through the darkness we see in this world. But God, I pray as your church, as believers, as the body of Christ, God, God, we just won't shine brighter, but we'll desire to shine brighter. God, proclaim into a dark world who you are. God, I truly pray that if there be anything between us and you, God, I pray that tonight we do business with you. God, we desire to be clean and close.
clean and close before you. I ask you to bless your church and bless your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.